0: Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt.
1: Welcome back to a very special episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine and Danny is in Mexico. So in his place, I will be here with my colleague, friend, fellow Real Housewife enthusiast, Dylan Hafer.
2: Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. And if you guys enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe to the newest bitches podcast, pop alarm, starring Dylan five times a week, Monday through Friday. He's going to be giving you a brief rundown of everything that's happening in celebrity culture for five minutes each day. So subscribe, rate, review and do all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be a fun time. We're going to be getting I'm sure there's going to be lots of, you know, like true crime nuggets happening in the moment and then like later when we have all the details, Sarah will be breaking it down here. So Oh my
1: gosh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very really excited to do today's episode. Um I feel like Danny is going to have some FOMO, but we're going to basically just talk about some real Housewife crimes.
2: (laughs) There are many to choose from. There are many.
1: There are many. And I feel like I know we got a lot of DMs when like this stuff was first happening for us to cover it at another true crime if you want to send us a DM. So we're finally going to do a deep dive into just all the real housewife crimes minus Teresa.
2: There are many more that are just like under the rug a little bit, but these are like some some headlines. (laughs)
1: Right. And also not counting, like, any of the physical altercations.
2: True. (laughs) That'll be, like, part three.
1: Part three. Yeah, that would be, like, its own episode. But first, we're going to start with Jen Shaw, because that was a very wild time. Super excited. So we all know Jen from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I feel like she was just kind of known for, like, blowing up at nothing, having a husband who was just M.I.A.,
2: Yeah, I feel like the MIA husband is like a classic housewives trope and Jen, you know, she really just exploited it. And, you know, she kind of used it as as an excuse for all of her blow ups. But then, you know, now the shit has hit the fan. So
1: yeah. The thing is, like, I I kind of like her husband. He seems like a sweet guy. um, And he's not implicated in this scheme as far as we know. Um, and then she also was known for having this Shaw Squad, which as far as I can tell is like a group of 8 to 10 assistants slash makeup artists who just follow her around full time.
2: It's always a question mark or a red flag when somebody who like doesn't have an obvious need for assistance just always has people working for them and with them. It's like, no, like, what do they do?
1: Right. And I feel like on the show, she said that she worked in kind of like marketing and customer acquisition.
2: Yeah, there was like a very sketchy answer she gave at the reunion that like in hindsight, it's like none of those words mean anything. That's interesting.
1: I have to go re-listen to that clip, but I'm like, she kind of does work in customer acquisition. She just left off that she acquired all the customers illegally. (laughs)
2: right right and Lisa's like oh it's very lucrative and it's like yeah apparently
1: yeah fraud is (laughs) lucrative (laughs) it can be I feel like we should have known that she was kind of a scammer because I think maybe soon after um this the first season aired it came out that like her chalet this like huge house that was featured on the show and she had a party and everything was just a rental I think she
2: just Airbnb'd it yeah. And like, she's not living there anymore because it's being sold. And also, I guess, cause she doesn't have money, but <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where it's that. like no shade to people who rent as a renter <laughs> myself. But I feel like if you're going to name a house after yourself on a TV show, like it kind of needs to be owned by you.
1: It does. And I'm honestly surprised that like, nobody brought that up on camera. I mean, I'm kind of impressed that nobody did because like, you know, Lisa wanted to say some shit.
2: Yeah, like, the rented home is like, is one of my favorite housewives insults because it's so unrelatable. Yeah.
1: I mean, if I rented, like, <laughs> the thing is, I rent an apartment, but, like, I'm not renting. I'm not spending a mortgage on my rent. Well, I guess I technically am, but you know what I mean. I'm no, not but spending you're not millions like, of dollars on my rent. You're not, rent. like,
2: renting a, like, suburban family home in Long Island. Like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not renting a mansion that like it would just make more sense to buy if I had the money since I'm throwing away like tens of thousands a month. Anyway, (laughs) it doesn't matter. She didn't own that house. But things got worse for her in late March when she was charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud by the Justice Department in the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York. And even better was that apparently Jen was arresting while season two was literally filming. Like, cameras were rolling.
2: Yeah, I season two, we haven't seen any kind of trailer yet. It'll probably come out in the fall. But knowing that that footage exists and we're going to be able to see it, like, day of, it's like, this is why Keeping Up with the Kardashians is so successful, is because they show us what we want to see, like, months after the fact. And I'm, I cannot wait.
1: It's so true. So and according to two judgy girls, the Instagram account, the cast was filming when Jen was arrested and they were about to leave on a trip for Colorado. And then I guess Jen got a tip that feds were coming. So she suddenly left claiming there was an emergency with her husband. And then right after that, the feds swarmed production looking for her and they eventually found her and arrested her. And I mean, the cameras were rolling, but like we don't know if law enforcement told them to stop filming So we don't know if the actual arrest will be on camera, but I definitely think the moments leading up to it will.
2: Yeah. I really hope if they had to stop filming that there was like a hot mic situation, like, yes, like Like Michael Darby, (laughs) like the jinx or something where he's like in the Uh, bathroom. and He's like, I
1: killed them all. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Honestly, true crime fans and Bravo fans both love a hot mic.
2: Exactly. Yeah. It all, it really all goes together almost too well
1: yeah scarily too well because it's also like I have to say I was pretty shocked that Jen was the first cast member of this show to get arrested
2: (laughs) yeah I mean there was a lot of talk about Mary Cosby perhaps being a little sketchy with her church organization which let's just say she still very well could be sketchy and there you know maybe she'll get arrested someday but I think we just didn't we didn't have kind of like the receipts on Jen the way we did on Mary, so it felt like it was more out of the blue. But in hindsight, right. it's like okay, this this does check out.
1: Damn, it's crazy. I mean, I, I'm still kind of thinking that Mary's gonna get exposed. I feel like they just need to get people from her church to talk.
2: Right, like they need they need like an ex, whatever it is, Pentecostal community to like whatever
1: it is, yeah, come forward. Totally. But in the meantime, let's talk about Jen and her alleged fraud. So according to the indictment from about 2012 until March 2021, when she was arrested, Jen Shaw and her assistant, Stuart Smith, that was a tongue twister, carried out a telemarketing scheme that defrauded hundreds of victims. And many of them were over 55. Actually, a lot of them were elderly and like didn't have Internet, which just makes it all the more sad, I feel
2: like. Yeah, it's a tough look when you're specifically going after old people. It's like, damn, you right. you lost me. If it was like people my age, I'd be like, yeah, we're we're idiots. But
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean, it's why no one feels bad for the people who got stuck at Fire
2: Festival. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you were like defrauding influencers, I'd be like, well, I mean, yeah, they shouldn't have responded should to that DM.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But when you defraud the elderly, it's just like, bro, you're just preying on um, vulnerable people. So, okay, so the Justice Department alleges that like Jen and Stuart and a bunch of other people sold lead lists, and I'll get into in what that is in a sec. Um, they basically claim to sell things like tax preparation or web design services, and they would call up these people and claim to make their businesses more efficient. Um, what, what I don't understand is that they, were, they would sell web design services, even though a lot of these victims didn't even own a computer. So I'm just confused how they got them to
2: buy it. Right. Like, are you like, were they, I don't, it's so confusing to me. It's like, it feels like when you like put something on your resume, like a skill that you don't actually know how to do, but then it's like, why would, it's like, if they hired me to do a graphic design job, but like they don't even need a graphic designer, like I'm, there's like a step missing.
1: Yeah. I'm like, either they're really good salespeople or they just got their credit cards and like started charging stuff. I have no idea.
2: I have a feeling that, yeah, they kind of like got the payment info and then we're just like adding stuff to the list without even really telling them. Add to cart. Add to
1: cart. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) I can see that. So here's how it worked allegedly. And this is according to the indictment. And I have to say, I really felt like an FBI agent, like reading through this literal indictment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I called into her arraignment. (gasps) It was like, it was like good Friday. We were off of work and I like woke up and I was like, okay, ready to dial into the justice department. And it was, I felt like, I feel I fully felt like a court reporter living my best life.
1: Well, I definitely need to know what happened after we get through the scam. So basically um, they would get these lead lists, which honestly were just like lists of potential marks and they would be generated in sales floors in Arizona, Nevada, Utah, and some other places. So this is like a huge operation. This wasn't just like Jen scammed a person. Like This is a gigantic like web, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the reason that she was charged via the Southern District of New York was because the people who owned and operated these sales floors also worked with telemarketing sales floors in New York and New Jersey. Um, and then they gave the lists to Jen Shaw and Co.,
2: And shot and Co sounds like a jewelry store,
1: right? (laughs) Honestly, it sounds more legitimate than her operation. So she should take that for
2: me. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And I guess what happened was like many of the people on the lead list had previously made an initial investment um, with one of these other companies. So they just like kind of get put on this list and it just seems like re-victimized and like sent out to other participants in this scheme.
2: Yeah. The thing that is kind of like, that makes it extra sketchy is that lead lists themselves aren't like automatically bad. Like that is a legitimate industry, I guess. But then the fact that they're using these lead lists to like sell them to other people who are going to do more fraud. It's like,
1: right, right. There's
2: layers to it.
1: Yeah. And they were just promising them services that they never delivered. And they were promising that they would like help improve their businesses and help make the money. And these people would just never recoup what they bought in so that was like kind of the fraud part of it right so jen and stewart generated and sold leads to other participants in the scheme so that again those people could like then reach out to the people um on the lists and apparently they had this agreement with other participants to do like a rev share so this was super set up um what they would do is they would call people uh or they would claim to sell services Um, To make the victims' businesses more efficient or profitable, they would send them electronic or paper pamphlets offering coaching sessions for these online businesses. Um, But like I said, the people who bought in just never earned back their returns. Big MLM energy, to be honest.
2: Right. It's like, okay, I'm going to enlist you on my team to do more fraud. And then... If you do enough fraud, you might make money. But either way, I'm going to make money because I sold you the list.
1: Right. Why is so much fraud like a pyramid structure?
2: It's almost almost like MLMs are not a great way to make money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I mean, they really went the extra mile with this one because they went so far as to incorporate the fraudulent business using a third party name. They also took out cash, so they would they could avoid like reporting some of the money and they would also send messages using like encrypted systems. Um, and they directed participants to send some of their money to offshore bank accounts. So like, this was a very well thought out scheme. Like, I don't think that Jen just got wrapped up in some sketchy business. Like this is very thought through.
2: Right. And she, she's like at the center of this. It's not like she's some woman who got talked into doing wire fraud no. one time. Like,
1: no, I mean, there's a recording that appears to be her saying like, hi, this is Annie calling about your student loans or something like that. And it's <laughs> not clearly. I can't say that legally, but it really,
2: really appears to be her voice. It sounds like Jen. <laughs>
1: it does. Like this bitch was allegedly making the fraudulent calls herself.
2: Yeah, that's like pretty bold, especially once you have been cast on a TV show that millions of people are watching, it's like, okay, maybe now you should have somebody else record the message.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what I don't get. Like, why do these people, because Jen is not the first and we'll go into another one, but why do these people decide to go on TV, have a spotlight on them when they know they're doing illegal activity? Like I understand she didn't know the feds were onto her, which like, I guess is like stupid, but whatever, but it, it doesn't help that you're on TV And same thing with Mary. It doesn't help that you're on TV, flaunting your wealth, your designer clothes and all that stuff. Like, I just feel like it makes people go, huh, and look a little closer.
2: This is the kind of thing that just solidifies for me that people are just like wired differently that if your brain works like that, it's like, you're not thinking logically about like, okay, this thing that I'm doing is illegal. So I shouldn't draw attention to myself. It's like, no, you're fully just like a psychopath.
1: Okay. That's like a valid point. Because meanwhile, like I'm afraid to even step away from my computer to go make lunch, like lest it appear that I'm not online, you know, right.
2: <laughs> like the TikToks where it's like people have like their Roomba moving their mouse. So it shows yeah. up that they're online.
1: <laughs> right. And I'm doing like a perfectly legitimate thing. Like I would just never go on TV if I knew I was committing fraud.
2: Yeah, that's fair. It's like a good <laughs> life lesson.
1: <laughs> good life lesson. Yeah, probably don't. If you're running a call, if you're committing Any sort of fraud. Um, If you have maybe hired a hitman to assault someone.
2: Federal crimes. (laughs) Not so good with TV.
1: Yeah. Maybe they don't mix. Unless you want to be on a true crime doc.
2: (laughs) This is an advice podcast now.
1: Right?
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well,
1: Okay, so I'm just going to read some choice quotes from people involved. The Manhattan U.S. District Attorney Audrey Strauss said Jennifer Shaw, who portrays herself as a wealthy and successful business person on reality television, emphasis because they put reality in quotes. I love that. (laughs) And Stuart Smith, who's portrayed as Shaw's first assistant allegedly generated and sold lead lists of innocent individuals for other members of their scheme to repeatedly scam in actual reality and as alleged the so-called business opportunities pushed on the victims by Shaw Smith and their co-conspirators were just fraudulent schemes motivated by greed to steal victims money now these defendants face time in prison for their alleged crimes
2: uh, yeah the the repeated scam is like that's the craziest part to me because it's not just like okay we're gonna find as many people as we can get a hundred dollars out of each of them and then just like keep doing that it's like no we're gonna find these like really good marks and then like hit them and hit them and hit them again that and again that is so
1: sad like oh my gosh don't you feel guilty just to take like, you know, take a little bit of money from everybody. Don't just take all of one person. Right. Money.
2: You know, these old people's like retirement accounts have probably just been like ransacked by Jen, Yeah. So sad.
1: <laughs> My God. Well, hopefully, <sighs> I don't know. I'm just like, I got This is why I, I listen to true crime. Like, I got to stay sharp. Stay up to date <laughs> on the latest scams.
2: Don't respond to that phone call. <laughs>
1: oh, never. I never pick up the phone anymore. No. Here's another good quote from HSI special agent in charge. Peter. C. you," he said, Shaw and Smith flaunted their lavish lifestyle to the public as a symbol of their success. In reality, they allegedly built their opulent lifestyle at the expense of vulnerable, often elderly, working class people. Oz- uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of what we talked about. It's like they really just put their lifestyle on a microscope. And I, I mean, we don't know yet how long this investigation was going on, but I am curious if it started before Jen was like announced as a real housewife.
2: Well, there were, there are other people who were like involved in this scheme, which who have already been like charged with stuff prior to Jen and Stuart. So like,
1: oh, so it probably just was like working up the ladder.
2: Right. And so that makes it seem even worse that if they've already gotten these people and either convicted them or gotten them to like flip on her, Like, it seems pretty clear that she's likely guilty because they're not just like, it's not just like, oh, we have a hunch, so we're going to arrest her. It's like, no, we've spent years, like, collecting all the evidence, and, like, now we know. Right.
1: So so they're fucked. So (laughs) Shaw and Smith are each charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, which carries a maximum sentence of 30 years, and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering, which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years.
2: That's some intense time. I mean, I have no idea how yeah. the sentencing like usually goes for things like this. But I I was surprised that there hasn't been so far any like rumors of a plea deal or something. Cause like if they know that they have like a good case against them, I don't think Jen Shaw wants to be risking like 50 years in prison. <laughs>
1: I don't think so either, but then I'm kind of like, she does seem like a narcissist who never admits fault. This is literally just what I know from the TV show.
2: (laughs) Well, and, and if we're going to talk about her behavior, since she was arrested, it doesn't seem like she is like, you know, she doesn't, she's not coming across that stressed about spending the rest of her life in prison. Let's say
1: it's crazy. I mean, she's just taking selfies with like Heather and it's like, what are you doing, Heather?
2: Yeah. It's strange because so, we know that she is still filming for season two of Real Housewives. and Which so is a it's big like, ethical
1: question mark for Bravo.
2: I know, which like <laughs> Bravo is no stranger to ethical question yeah. marks, but.
1: Right, right. They're not the picture
2: of ethics. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because it's like, I want to know how all these women are like processing the fact that this person who they are like paid to be friends with yeah. is wrapped up in this because like. I'm sure that at least some of them think she's guilty. And so it's like, do they have to just like pretend to not give a shit until filming is over? Because I don't know. I don't I don't know. I
1: bet Lisa is throwing a fit. (laughs)
2: Lisa's like, I put my reputation on the line for her. And then she did this to me. And I never thought that she would do this.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, so how? But I'm pretty sure. Didn't she plead not guilty at the arraignment?
2: Yes, so she and Stuart both pled not guilty. And the funniest part was it was all virtual because of COVID times that we live in. And the first arraignment that was scheduled, um, the like capacity on the phone line was only like 200 people. And because Bravo fans are crazy and <laughs> the like dial-in code was like made available, Obviously, the system crashed because too many people were trying to call in. And so there was like this issue and then something happened and Jen couldn't get back into the call because it was at capacity. (laughs) So, (laughs) So they were like initially trying like her attorney was like, "Okay, let me call her on my phone and then put her on speaker so she can be like kind of dialed in and, and it's finally, like
1: wah, wah. like how do you hear <laughs> right? that and
2: there was like this weird like echoey noise that was really loud and so finally the judge was like no like i'm not comfortable with this this is not like how this is happening so we're gonna adjourn and then come back on friday <laughs> and yeah it was so then on friday everything like ended up happening there were still like audio issues and they i think they had to get a system that allowed like thousands of people to be on the call or something. (laughs) But the funniest (laughs) part was when they were like asking all these questions to set up her bail conditions and they were like listing off all these businesses that she had and like how that would mean that she could like pay this bail or whatever. And the judge had to be like, okay, so like, does she make any money off of these businesses? And like in in as many words they basically had to say no they were like well she's got, they were like well she's got like the beauty line and the lashes and the this and they were like okay so like does she have any other income besides real housewives and they were like i mean she has the beauty line and the lashes <laughs> but <laughs> it's like no jen <laughs> lashes is not making money oh my god that's
1: crazy well Right now, per the judge, Jen is not allowed to travel outside of Utah except to New York for court appearances. And that goes without saying, she also can't travel internationally. She is not supposed to contact her co-defendants. And she obviously can't engage in telemarketing. Um, I think the next phase of the trial is like what the day after the season airs.
2: It's the day after BravoCon in October. We don't know. There we go. We don't know the premiere date yet, but it's going to be a busy week. Um, I'm hoping I can go because I don't know if it'll be in person by October, but I'm like, I want to be like on the scene.
1: <laughs> oh, you want to go to the trial? Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, we should go. Crossover.
2: Can you like, can you like live tweet from the courtroom? Is that allowed?
1: I think it probably, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but you can bring a notepad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, God. I'm going to be there with like my my little like well i mean i don't know
1: i i don't have a yeah right i like i don't think i have high hopes for jen like this seems like she seems very guilty
2: (laughs) exactly yeah i i don't know i mean it's all innocent till proven guilty but like it seems like they have a lot of proof
1: (laughs) right right i mean we all heard that phone call or like the two of us did so
0: Go to Shopify.com slash Betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash
1: Betches. There was also another big fraud case in the Real Housewives universe, which happened kind of around the same time.
2: Yeah. Like it started breaking first, but then it's still ongoing and like they haven't been charged with anything yet, but all this information is kind of out there in the open. It's, it's weird. Uh
1: Yep. So we're going to talk about Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. So I don't watch Beverly Hills, which I know is a personal flaw, (laughs) (laughs) but I'll give just some background on Tom and then we can just give some general background on Erica. So Tom was actually a super well-known civil attorney. He worked on the case that inspired the movie, Aaron Brockovich. That's really his claim to fame. Um, And I mean, yeah, I think Erica is his third wife, something like that.
2: Yeah, so Erica is like 35 years younger than him. He's in his 80s. She's in her 40s. Naturally, um, and 80s. They, oh. Yeah. So they've always had this relationship on the show where like Mr. Girardi comes around sometimes, but is never really involved in any of the drama on the show. She is like very protective of right. her personal life. Like she doesn't really get get too like open about what's going on with her home life and you know she kind of has like an icy personality just
1: like doesn't ah yeah i've heard the criticism that she like basically doesn't give anything
2: yeah it's weird because on housewives obviously there are some people who are more kind of like you know bearing it all than others but erica has been one of those people where like her persona is a lot more exciting than anything she's actually doing like storyline wise
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just like the fact that she wears crazy outfits and like makeup and stuff. That's what I know about her.
2: Right. And she like sings about sex and like whatever, but she's not actually like... Right. (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I had been reading just like general opinions that she should get the axe because she generally doesn't bring much to the show. And then this shit happened... But before that, they announced they were getting divorced in November 2020 after 21 years of marriage. But at first, Erica kind of made it seem on Instagram like Tom had cheated. But then we learned maybe the truth.
2: Yeah, Erica posted these phone screenshots that looked like they were from a Nokia phone from like 2011. <laughs> they did. Yeah, and he was like, "My," she was like, "My husband was fucking this woman," and like we found out that she was like this judge and he was she was like oh he bought her stuff at Saks or something like it was very strange and like out of the blue and it's like why are you doing this and then and then we kind of find out
1: <laughs> and then we kind of find out so in December 2020 Erica and Tom were sued for embezzlement and the civil suit alleged they had embezzled uh, funds from a Boeing 737 Airplane Crash Settlement Fund. Um, Basically, that was the plane that was like nosediving, and Boeing had to recall it. Um, So this crash settlement fund was made out to people whose family members had died in this crash. Um, It was actually an incident that dated back to October 2018, when um, an Indonesian flight operated by Lion Air crashed into the Java Sea, and it killed all 189 people on board. So in this suit, there were four families in it. Each were owed about $500,000 um, and each family claimed they only received about 75% of what they were owed.
2: Yeah, it's it's so it's a really like shocking, you know, type of case because it is like, you know, these victims families but this is the kind of case that tom is like really known for like with the aaron brockovich thing like yeah you know winning money for people who have been like done wrong basically yeah and so, that's like
1: what he does he like goes not, against big corporations right and does these like class action lawsuits and was known so for it's like um this, getting these big settlements
2: right so it's like this whole question mark about his entire like legacy with all of this, you know, social justice stuff.
1: Right, right, right. So um, Erica is named in this lawsuit because it's alleged that Tom embezzled the money from this settlement, quote, in order to continue funding his and Erica's lavish Beverly Hills lifestyles, end quote. Um, And it also claims the divorce is basically just a move so that they can try to protect their assets. And, like, you know, I mean, that makes sense to me.
2: Right. Like, if if you're going to put it all in Erica's account, then Tom can't, like, you know, whatever. I don't know how divorce works, but that makes <laughs> me sense. Me either.
1: But I guess, like, I feel like Erica's trying to separate herself from it when, like, I don't think she can.
2: Right. And, like, even if she didn't know, like, 100% of what was going on, like... She's bragged on the show about how her lifestyle costs like $40,000 a month. So like she knows there's a lot right. of money. And
1: And also she has a song called Expensive,
2: right? Yeah, and they played it on this week's episode. It was like so
1: funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is what's crazy. Um be- because in a hearing Tom's lawyers basically tried to question his mental competency um and they told the judge, "quote I'm unsure that he understands either the nature or the gravity of the current situation. End quote. Which, like, that's a big, sure, Jan, because this is a big, this is a big fucking deal for attorneys. Um, embezzling your client's funds is a huge deal. Like, you you will get disbarred and possibly criminally charged. It's a huge fucking deal. So there's like no way that he didn't understand how serious it was.
2: Well, in and also opinion. like if he's having like there have been reports that he might be struggling with dementia or something like that. But like if that's going to be your defense in a case like this, like I think you need a doctor's note or something like don't just have your attorney be like, maybe he didn't know what was going on. Like, oh, wow. If that's I really did I know
1: that about that claim. That's interesting.
2: But it's like it's not coming from like a doctor or someone it's coming from like a source close to whoever or some like you know one of those kind of sketchy things so it's like obviously like medical information is sensitive but like if you're saying that you really don't don't know what you were doing because you're like incapacitated mentally like that's an actual thing that needs to be there needs to be like right. evidence of that
1: right. Um, And then another another point kind of maybe throwing a wrench in that um, is that a lawyer for one of the victim's families said that as recently as a week before that hearing, Tom was basically trying to, like, put the kibosh on the hearing by offering the money. So, like, buy them off.
2: Always a good look, you know,
1: (laughs) right, right. That really speaks innocence. And I didn't know how (laughs) bad what I was doing
2: was. Yeah, like nothing says nothing says I'm innocent like a last minute Hail Mary bribe. (laughs)
1: Legit. (laughs) (laughs) So, also in December the 14th, a federal judge froze Tom's assets, finding he misappropriated $2 million of the funds for the crash victims' families. He was also held in civil contempt for failing to turn up their money, as was his firm, Gerardi Keys. And then the judge referred him to the U.S. Attorney's Office for criminal investigation, saying, no matter what your personal financial situation is, no matter what kind of pressures you are under, if you touch client money, you are going to be disbarred and quite possibly charged
2: criminally. I'm like stressed out just hearing that statement. I'm like, I'm going to be judge is like, like am I in you. trouble?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. The judge is like, not fucking around. Um, Tom said that he's broke. Um, he said, at one point, I had about 80 million or 50 million in cash. That's all gone. I also had a stock portfolio of about 50 million and that's all gone. It's like, oh my God. Like, that is so much money. And like, you spent it on makeup and designer shit. <laughs> right. That is sad.
2: Yeah. Like, there was a scene on the season premiere of Beverly Hills. There was a scene where they labeled that they were in Erica's overflow closet. And it's like, yeah, no wonder all the money's gone. She has like a, an entire wing of the house that's just like, <laughs> Fendi coats
1: yeah I mean talk about people being wired differently because that is just so like deeply tacky to me right (sighs) okay and so lawyers also started requesting that Erica's assets be frozen and um, the attorneys for the victims went to court trying to order her to stop reselling her designer clothes because um. Yeah, she was just reselling her designer clothes, and she was tweeting about it. This is like two <laughs> days after Tom's assets were frozen, um, which to me is so boneheaded. And I mean, these clothes were presumably obtained during her marriage, also like with Tom's money, so they're assets, so she can't just be like selling them off.
2: Yeah, she's like, she's like, I'm icy, but the asset, like, you can't just like. <laughs> like we're talking about doing things when the feds might be watching, and it's like she is the epitome of like trust and believe they're looking at everything you're doing right now. So,
1: right, I'm not even gonna post my new like nasty gal stuff on Instagram. <laughs> you know, if feds are watching.
2: <laughs> right, like make sure the p- the taxes are paid. <laughs> make right, sure you're like good to go.
1: Right. <laughs> um and so what's actually interesting i read this like well i read most of it actually i think i read all but this really like in-depth la times report as they tend to do um and i feel like what's really interesting about this is that the trouble actually started before this 2018 case because um the year before all this a company that tom borrowed money from said that he improperly funneled over $20 million into Erica's entertainment company.
2: (laughs) Erica's entertainment company is so funny because on the show, it's clear that Tom is like paying for all of it. And she puts out these like dance club singles every once in a while and does like tours that are basically just her performing in a gay bar. But like, she's not, she's not like a pop star. Like she's not like Ariana Grande out here, like making shmoney off of her music career
1: right i I feel like honestly nobody in real housewives is and they all try to become singers and i just do not get why but that's a different story but also apparently um there was this one really uh, i forget what the event is called oh here we go okay it's called the Italian American lawyers association, which like I'm joining and they have this annual Supreme court night, which is just basically this, like this event where like attorneys and judges gather at the Biltmore hotel ballroom. Um, And it's like supposed to be this like super classy affair. But in 2011, um, that Tom basically played Erica's music video at this affair and all these judges and lawyers were scandalized because she's like in a bikini like i think doing body shots off someone in the video or something to that effect um
2: let's see what does she do
1: yes i mean it, the video includes a woman pouring liquor on a man's bare chest and then lapping it up
2: i would not say erica's <laughs> aesthetic is like lawyer conference friendly or Definitely at least not. not like not like for the part that is you know, the official presentation, maybe like yep. after hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The after party where they bring the Coke out, but not, not the gala. Right.
2: Like in the, I'm picturing like this hotel ballroom, like of old men watching this video. Ugh. Like that's
1: what it was. <laughs> and then it gets even worse because around 2014, Tom's firm represented this class action suit um, for senior citizen women who claimed they developed cancer after taking hormone replacement therapy and the suit won $17 million for the 138 plaintiffs. So that's great news. Again, that was kind of Tom's thing, but the women realized that the money they got from the firm didn't match the settlement amount. So they requested an accounting and the firm refused, um, which (laughs) again, always makes you look innocent. And in 2014, about two dozen of the women sued Tom's firm. And so as this case was about to go to trial, like right before Tom ended up borrowing $12 million at a high interest rate from a company in California and then $5 million from another company in Arizona. And he reached a settlement with the cancer survivors. But this is like a high interest loan that he has to pay back.
2: It's giving Ponzi scheme for me. That's
1: what I'm like. <laughs> It all comes down to the pyramids Ponzi scheme. It's like all roads lead there.
2: It's like, it's one thing if you're going to like fudge a couple numbers on the form, but like if you're taking out a loan of $12 million to pay some people back or like, and then 5 million from somebody else, like you have fucked up a little too much because that's not something that is just going to go away.
1: Yeah. I mean, he kind of, he, I don't know that he falsified what he uh, like told the company, but he basically made it seem like um, he gets these big payouts and he was going to pay it back. And I mean, that was kind of his thing. Like the firm worked on contingency, so they would only get paid if they won. But that became his thing, just like winning these big settlements. Right. Um. But like, I don't know, once you borrow a high interest $17 million loan combined, you've definitely put yourself in a hole.
2: Yeah, that's not like a casual thing of like, we'll get to it next month.
1: No, but also, like, how do you blow a $50 million stock
2: portfolio? Right. Like, Erica has a lot of nice clothes, but, like, if you have that much money, you can buy nice clothes and then still make, like, good financial choices.
1: I do not understand. Just do rent the runway. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I do not get it. But I don't know. As we see, and also, didn't Teresa also do some kind of tax fraud as well.
2: Yeah. Like that was a similar situation where there were just like some forged documents and stuff. And then that was, but hers was like more similar to Erica than Jen, because she wasn't the one doing it. She was just like involved. Cause it was her husband, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously involved enough to go to prison.
1: Crazy. Ugh, I feel like as we see all roads lead to fraud,
2: All roads lead to fraud, Um, and, you know, those roads probably get a little rockier once you're on a nationally-watched television show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, I feel like Tom is going to get criminally investigated. He is old, so I wonder if they would, like, bother putting him in jail or how that would work. Um, And I wonder what's going to happen to Erica. (laughs)
2: I know. It's strange. And like on this season, the season of Beverly Hills is just starting. And in the preview, you know, we see her kind of being like, I did like, he's the only one that knows the truth, like that type of thing. Oh, like
1: Karen tried to do with Ray. See what is with these people and the taxes? (laughs) I swear to God.
2: I would believe maybe that Erica didn't know like every detail of everything that went down, but like you would have a really hard time convincing me that she didn't know, like, anything sketchy went on you know
1: right right because it's kind of like even if you do bury your head in the sand and just be like well I don't question where the money comes from I feel like deep down like part of you has to sort of wonder
2: like she never knew that there was that 17 million dollar loan or something like I feel like those are just the kind of things where you you would at least know that something's not going right or like that there's a like questionable situation even if you're not like yes that plane crash victim fund that we stole from
1: right right i I, yeah i just again even if you want to pull a karen and just be like well it was his money i didn't know about it i think like on some level you have to be aware that there are just missing pieces
2: (laughs) right like my husband is a good lawyer but i don't know how we have 50 million (laughs) dollars
1: right all roads lead to fraud I feel like I should put that on a mug or something.
2: Roads lead to fraud.
1: (laughs) All all roads lead to a pyramid scheme and fraud.
2: So uplifting.
1: And on that note, I feel like we should bring in Jorge for some hopefully non-fraudulent games.
2: Hey hey, we'll be auditing the results to make sure there's no.
1: See, there we go. Game
2: fraud. (laughs) Please don't.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go to jail. Okay. So, I learned a lot this episode. I'm not uh what you would call a housewives enthusiast, but I mean this is all so interesting. There's right? A, that's a People lot. Just living just completely crazy removed lives from the rest of us. It's like almost feels like a different planet. So you
2: don't you don't have a, a pyramid scheme that you're doing right now? Not not right now. No. Okay.
1: Not that I know of. We
2: can work on that. (laughs) There's time. There's
3: still time. So today we're going to play a game that will, I think, lead us through all the different emotions that we often see in these Housewife episodes, all the way from elation and happiness to maybe tears. So it's going to be a two-parter for each question. The first part is I'm going to tell you a hilarious, iconic quote, which we will laugh at, and then you'll guess. Who said it? And then
1: no going to crush me in this.
3: We will all cry when you try to guess their net worths. Oh no! Oh, good. It is, okay. It's pretty absurd. Um.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
3: <laughs> all right, and a disclaimer that most of these are from New York, Atlanta, and Potomac, because that's okay. where what's Sarah.
1: Yes, oh, I great. just started great. Atlanta, and now I regret not starting it earlier because oh, it's so good. There were not one, but two live performances at the season two reunion. I was like, what world am I in?
2: <laughs> Truly a different world. <laughs> Wild.
3: All right. First up, your blood type is Pinot Grigio.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I feel like someone said it to Ramona.
2: Right. But who that said is correct. It? Okay. Who yeah, said because it? that's
1: obvious. Um, who would say that? Probably Bethany.
2: Um. I'm going to go with Carol Radswell.
1: So Ooh, that's a good one, too.
2: You're both incorrect,
3: unfortunately. Okay. Ugh, was Damn. it Luann? It was Kelly. Kelly Binsman.
1: Kelly? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Good for her. I didn't think she had those zingers in her.
3: So okay. now you will each guess Kelly's net worth.
1: Oh, this is fun. Okay.
2: Um, I'm going to say $10 million. All right. I was
1: going to say $40 million.
2: Oh,
3: the correct answer is $20 million. Ah. And Dylan, you are closer to so you are first on the board. <laughs> All right. <Okay. laughs> Kelly's big into real estate these days. She's doing well. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Apparently, she started her career with modeling. So she did a bunch of modeling shoots mm-hmm. and then started writing and did a couple of books here and there and then became editor of L El- Accessories for a while.
2: Yeah. Which is like a fake. That's got to be a fake. A, a jack of all trades, truly. Jack of all right.
3: All trades, but it has somehow paid off for her with twenty million dollars
2: as her better than I am doing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> slightly, slightly better. Right. Dylan? Gotta
1: get that modeling career going, and then we'll <laughs>
2: talk. L accessories. Give me a call. Right. <laughs>
1: uh.
3: All right. Next up, we have "I'm Gone with the Wind." Fabulous,
1: Karen
2: that's kenya moore Damn that it. is correct dylan <laughs> uh, kenya moore i'm not
1: this. that i haven't even met kenya
2: <laughs> oh get ready buckle up i can't um, wait yeah this oh, is God. from real kenya's housewives what? of atlanta kenya's net worth Ooh, is her net worth sarah to give you context she's a former miss usa oh <laughs> who claims to be an actress but like it's unclear what that really means
1: Interesting. I'm going to go lowball it and give her a little $4 million. I'll
2: say $6 million. The correct
3: answer is $800,000. Oh! <laughs> so, Sarah, you are on the board. All
0: right. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> not a shutout. Not a shutout. Ouch. So, um, yeah, as Dylan said, she won Miss USA in 1993. And then she had a short stint in Prince of Bel-Air. She had like a six episode arc. Oh, really? But then, yeah, just a few sort of completely unknown movies here and there, but nothing too notable. So she is reportedly still to break the million, but
2: we'll see. Well, best of luck to her. Best of luck. Yeah.
3: With lines like those, I mean, (laughs) I have faith in her. She's going to make it. All right, next up. I feel like this one's pretty recognizable. So nasty and so rude.
1: Fuck. I feel like I remember that. Oh, Nini, right? Nini.
3: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You're both correct. You're both
2: correct. <laughs> Nini leaks. Classic. And now, uh, what is her net worth? Oh, the net worth is hard because I feel like they're all just like kind of like scammy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say Nini has a f- f- $4 million net worth.
1: I'll go with, I don't know, two and a half because <laughs> I'm like what does she do
2: she was on Glee that one time
1: she was oh my yeah. god
3: the correct answer is 14 million dollars really Dylan, Good. you were closer Good for Nini
1: <laughs> dang
3: yeah, one so is cleaning
1: up this game
3: apparently <laughs> she left the show uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta in 2015 and that last season her salary was a million dollars per episode
1: So she became
3: the highest paid housewife on Bravo at the time. Damn, good for her. Um, But yeah, she didn't really have too much of a career before this. And (laughs) afterwards, I mean, she has like a couple of podcasts. So, you know, we're in the same (laughs) industry, I guess.
2: All right. (laughs) (laughs) So where's my $14 million? $14 million. (laughs) Okay, good for Nini.
3: But yeah, I think she made most of that just from housewives, which I think is uh, not very common in in these networks. Good for her. All right, next up. People come for me all the time; they just don't find me.
1: This sounds like Atlanta, but it also sounds like it was after my time. Um, people come for me all the time; they just don't find me.
2: Should we do like a uh, like countdown? So we. I know the. Yes, yeah, so I don't
1: think. I oh, oh, you damn you, it. you just do? <laughs> ah Dylan is the master it's, it's, yeah. Ka- I'll give
2: you, it's karen huger
1: it's
3: karen yeah, that is correct <laughs> that is
2: correct
1: damn it my god
2: okay i have no i don't know her net worth though net worth. i mean Apple? how much do we
1: think ladam is worth i was gonna give her like a little 600 grand <laughs>
2: i'll say i'll say two million dollars her net worth is 10 million
1: dollars. what for what <laughs>
2: this is all because is of crazy. her marriage yeah if it's, you it's oh, all if you've the never watched real housewives Beer. of potomac she calls her husband the black bill gates and oh, it's yes. so unclear what, what he he's does. done to earn that label
1: especially <laughs> because he like got charged with tax fraud
3: yeah i couldn't even find any information about this guy when i was nope. making this game because i wanted to like see how he made we love ray ray
2: though you know
1: i do love ray <laughs> he and karen better not be getting a divorce
2: <laughs> no, Probably they really sad. Macy Gray performed at their vow renewal
1: <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, that's amazing
2: All right,
3: this is the last question And Sarah, okay. you have two points Dylan has five But there Excellent. will be a bonus question So okay. there's still hope <laughs> A buzzer beater
1: Double or nothing okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes
1: Oh, Luann.
3: Luann. You both, you both do that. A classic. That, you can g- classic, give Sarah yeah. that point. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to Sarah. Alright, how about net worth? What do we think?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say, I don't know, $7 million. She's not married, though.
3: I'm going 0, $5 million. The correct answer is $25 million. Oh. <laughs> Are you
1: kidding? How? I mean, I know she has a cabaret, but still.
3: Isn't she like a countess? I mean, she bought No, was. not anymore. Not anymore. Okay.
2: Our instinct is always to be like, okay, so all of these people, they're not like broke, but they're not that far from broke.
1: (laughs) I didn't think they made that much money, honestly. So
2: what's the story
3: here? She married some Italian.
2: Luann. So she was married to this guy, the Count, but then they got divorced like 10 years ago. And then she married this other guy, Tom, a few years back, but they were only married for like eight months. Yeah. But I guess good for her. She's doing well, I guess. I love it.
3: She's doing well for herself. All right. So it is five to four. And we have one last bonus question. Okay. So it's anyone's game at this point. Wow. It is. Wow. All right. Who is the housewife with the highest net worth of all time?
1: Mm-hmm. hmm Oh, Bethany.
2: Hmm um lisa vanderpump that's a good guess is correct it is lisa
3: vanderpump and dylan is fresh off having recorded an episode with lisa vanderpump which is so exciting
2: yeah she's gonna be on the mention it all podcast today i don't know what day this is coming out, but yeah coming up go go listen to mention it all for lisa vanderpump
1: (laughs) how much is lisa worth and how much is bethany worth
2: Lisa
3: Vanderpump is worth ninety million dollars. Unreal, <laughs> which is Those unreal. Those subpar
1: goat cheese balls. I can't believe it. <laughs> <sighs> They're not that good.
2: I will say Vanderpump Dogs is coming out on Peacock and it is extremely cute. So, well, that's good. It's like Say Yes to the Dress, but with people adopting dogs. That's
1: cute. That's <laughs> cute. I thought it was going to be like a dramatic show, and I'm. Glad I know. That it's not. I kind
2: of wanted that, but then it's yeah. not. But like that's probably for the best. Yeah.
3: So Bethany Frankel's net worth is estimated to be $70 million. So uh-huh. still very, very high up there. But Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump, I think. Just 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 20, just $20 million difference, you know. At that point, who's at counting? that
2: point? that's that's a house, you know.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a piece of property. Right. So Dylan, you have proved yourself you are the winner of this game of not another true crime podcast
2: yay that's refreshing considering that like the majority of my job is talking about bravo and like i learned <laughs> i retained some info that's so funny <laughs> yeah i
3: think it would have been a little embarrassing if you came on our podcast and then lost the game so True. probably
2: well
1: deserved.
3: well deserved <laughs> well deserved. So well deserved your reward is that all of our listeners now
2: have to go and listen to pop alarm and mention it all it's it's basically a requirement yeah um pop alarm is coming out every monday through friday morning it's five minutes or less every episode and just the top pop culture celebrity news stories you need to start your day so go check it out wherever you listen to not another true crime.
3: yeah check it out it's so fun it's it's really a good listen in the mornings
1: it is well this was a very fun time thank you again dylan and thank you jorge for that game
2: great game Jorge, he gives good game. What can we say? He gives good
1: game. I love it. What can I say? I love it. And guys, if you're listening to us, please just rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars. Follow us on Instagram, Not Another True Crime. Join the Facebook group, Not Another True Crime group. Answer the questions, say you listen to the podcast, we'll let you in. We talk about the newest true crime headlines, uh, topics we've covered in previous episodes, um, multi level marketing, cold call screenshots. It's a good time. and other than that, you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah LaMeme. Dylan, where can they find you?
2: You can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Hafer and throw a follow to Bravo by Betches if you enjoyed this episode and want more Real Housewives Bravo content all the time.
1: Amazing. And other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Danny will be back next week with me. So not to worry, in which case we will, you know, speak to you then. <laughs> Literally speak to you then.
0: not another true crime podcast is produced by jorge morales pico and sean kilby our hosts are sarah levine and danny murphy editing by jorge morales pico social media by sarah levine be sure to follow at natc pod on instagram twitter and facebook and send us your emails to natc at betches.com Betches.